7.06 in the morning on a a clear day today. Well, no, I guess it's now cloudy. It was clear when I came in, and um, but it's going to be a beautiful weekend. Uh, any weekend is a good weekend because it ain't the week, right? Randy Jobler along with Lee Olmstead over there and joining us now, Dr. Bob Onder. A famous allergy and immunology doctor, as well as, of course, a staid uh, politician and uh, and a great legislator here for so many years in the great state of Missouri. And uh, now you hear him on the uh, medical commentaries uh, periodically here on the station. We're glad to have you join us, Bob. Thanks for being with me. Good morning, Randy. Great to be on. So, uh, boy, big story erupted this week. And, uh, you know, I think when, uh, when these transgender... Um, uh, overreaches and the egregious um, practices going on in the medical community happen elsewhere. It's 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 easy to dismiss them and say, "Well, it's just a one-off." When it happens in your own town, it's frightening. And uh, you know, here comes a whistleblower. Worked at the Gender Transformation uh, Center there at uh, uh, at uh, St. Louis Children's Hospital, and uh, said that really, you know, um, protocols weren't being followed. Pretty loose, um, pretty loose standards for doing some things to kids that are pretty abhorrent to think of. What what's what are your thoughts about this whole issue? And then we'll get into uh, the, what exactly they were talking about. Sure, Randy. Well, there's no question um, that uh, what uh, was revealed by Jamie Reed, um, who was herself a, uh, she describes herself as a queer woman who's married to another another woman. Um, uh, what she revealed, so she did not have a political agenda. She was no conservative. Um, she uh, she what she revealed in her whistleblower uh, complaint to the attorney general's office and then in a um, nationally distributed uh, publication um, was truly appalling um, and really amounts to uh, no less than uh, child abuse, uh, coercion, manipulation, probably insurance fraud in many cases. She worked there at the transgender clinic at Washington University, St. Louis Children's for four years. Uh, she said in her last two years there, um, the center transitioned 600 kids. And I think a lot of parents who, who, who are faced with kids with gender confusion, first of all, often those kids have uh, psychological problems, depression, anxiety. Many are on the autism spectrum. Um, they, you know, they, they, they're trusting doctors, just like they trust your patients trust you with OB care and patients trust me with asthma care. Um, and they trust that their kids will be given good psychological evaluation and care before anything permanent, irreversible, or mutilating is done. But that wasn't the case at all at the WashU Transgender Center, according to Ms. Reed. Um, basically, the Transgender Center was just a uh, an assembly line in which um, the, the one transgender doctor would sign off on the kid transitioning almost on the first visit after a one-hour um, interview. Then they would send them to a psychologist who would also rubber stamp. And before you know it, the kid was on either puberty blockers or uh, cross-sex hormones mm -hmm. with really devastating physical consequences. And then when parents would, would um, you know, have, um, have reservations, they would, they would coerce the parents saying things like, and, and this is just horrific, would you rather have a live son or a dead daughter? Could you imagine? Yeah. And they would say that in front of the kids. Mm -hmm. um, and then if uh, one parent 
withdrew consent, they just go with the other parent's consent. And then if both parents withdrew consent, they would treat the kid without without consent of the parents. Just appalling. It, it is it is astounding. I don't want to believe it, Bob, because I mean, I you know, I I was proud of my training there at WashU and the interaction there. You and I worked together yes. as trainees and um, right. and continued to practice there. And it, it, there's a lot of great yes. medicine that goes on at that institution. We have a couple, several great medical institutions in this in this metro area uh, and two academic oh, yes. institutions. And to see this kind of uh, just just laughing at at standard medical requirement of informed consent of you know yes. careful diagnosis and evaluation and what is amounting to an experiment as far as i'm concerned i i've not heard that there was an institutional review board involved in this experiment because that's what it is we're doing a grand experiment on our children yeah. um so yeah. i what, well, do, what are your thoughts right. about that 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 yeah. take on it Absolutely, absolutely. I've been I've been extensively involved in um, medical research over the um, you know many years of my practice. And you said earlier you mentioned violating protocols. There were no protocols. There were no protocols, and and none of this was being done in the setting of a uh, clinical trial where an institutional review board, an ethics board, had reviewed anything that they were doing. In fact, one time one of the directors of the center said to uh, Jamie Reed, uh, we are building the airplane as we're flying it. Uh, these kids were pushed uh, to to these cross-sex hormones. Many of these kids were, and it's just heartrending. some of the psychological problems some of these kids uh, had. I mean, they, you know, they, in, in addition to a boy thinking he was a girl, you would also think that he's a tree. One kid had you know, serious problems with um, sexual confusion in, in other areas, not just uh, whether he was a girl or a boy. And, um, and, and, and yeah, there was, uh, it, 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 what I think, Randy, it's, it's not just that they uh, didn't follow usual procedures or informed consent. They, they were really pushing an agenda mm-hmm. on these poor children. Yeah. They were, they were children who, you know, needed counseling, maybe an antidepressant, um, would, would end up, uh, getting, uh, breast binders and puberty blockers and, um, you know, testosterone for girls. Uh, some of the medical complications were appalling. And when Ms. Reed suggested to the director of the transgender center that they ought to be tracking complications, they, they said, no, why would we, you know, why would we kind of track complications when someone's no longer my patient? In other words, really abandonment. If, you know, if we, yeah. you, you don't want, <laughs> You don't, you know, you don't want puberty blockers anymore. We have no use for you. And I think really these, these, they're not really doctors anymore, Randy. When they act this way, they're, they're really being ideologues, uh, abusing their medical training and license in order to uh, further their political agenda. They want to, um, to you know, to, to create more recruits to the radical LGBT left and. And the, again, these kids aren't bad kids. Oh, you're anti-trans. No, we're not anti-trans. Honestly, Randy, we're the only ones, uh, along with the Attorney General, thank goodness, and Senator Josh Hawley, we're the, we're the ones standing up for these kids. Yeah. Well, Bob, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and uh, you know, you mentioned some of the complications that were seen and, and are potentially uh, associated with the various medications used as they start this process. Yes. We don't know well, yes. the long-term yeah. effects of this. And, Bob, I've said it before and i i don't think it's an overreach to say 
you know, there, there, there's been stage plays made of the Tuskegee uh, problem with, uh, you know, back yes. in the 20s, right? When, yes. when yes. doctors let the natural yes. course of syphilis ruin the lives of black men in the South. It's well chronicled. I think we're doing the same thing with our children, a whole generation of children. And academia is endorsing it it is just it is mind-blowing bob I, I just and these are the same people that tell us on the other hand make sure that you manage antibiotic stewardship very carefully and have a protocol oh, in yes. place you know i mean really are you kidding me yes. don't, don't prescribe oh yes. you prescribed a uh you know ampicillin a, a amoxicillin for a, for a sinus infection when it may have been viral shame on you that violates the standard yes. of care hello we gotta get our priorities well, straight here uh, well, yeah, and you haven't gotten your you know, five vaccines and you're not wearing your mask and you, <laughs> for some crazy reason, think your kids ought to be able to go to school. Yes. Same people, Randy. Um, and no, we, uh, look, WashU is dear to my heart. I trained undergrad in medical school and my residency there. Um, in fact, one of my uh, family members, uh, St. Louis Children's Hospital, saved uh, his life from a serious medical condition. But we, you mentioned we don't know the long-term complications. Certainly we don't. We don't know what the incidence of, say, ovarian cancer will be in these poor girls um, down the road. But we do know that these, these kids do suffer permanent irreversible effects. You put a girl on testosterone for a period of time, and it's, and it's not very long, her voice will deepen and she will sound more like you and me than she will like a girl if she decides to, you know, detransition or desist. Um, we know one of these poor girls uh, put on t- testosterone, her uh, vaginal mucosa uh, thinned to the point that it, uh, that it, that it ruptured and she had a serious, serious bleed. Um, many, if not most of these kids are being rendered in sterile rendered sterile and they uh because because lupron basically puts these kids into menopause before they even hit puberty and of course if you start start cutting off uh, breasts or genitalia you render kids sterile and mutilated at the same time jamie also made a very good point and this is true in other transgender centers around the country. They all claim that they don't do mastectomies or genital surgery on minors. And um, Jamie, in her complaint to the attorney general's office and her article, she said that is flatly a lie, that they that girls did get referred for bilateral mastectomies well before the age 18. And, of course, we know that Chloe Cole was a, you know, is a, is a courageous young woman who, um, you know, detransitioned, uh, but, you know, she had her breasts removed by these ghoulish so-called physicians uh, at age 15, not at, not at Children's, but at a, at a different hospital in a different state. So, unfortunately, as shocking as what's going on in the transgender uh, gender center at Washington University is, it follows a pattern of what goes on in transgender centers all over the country. The only difference is in some of these centers, People have stepped forward and told us what's going on. And Bob, let's uh, not forget that uh, this uh, there's there's nothing lost on these programs that they're money makers. The doctor who was they caught on money. camera at Vanderbilt, I think, testified mm-hmm. to that. Right? Hey, I want you to listen to yeah. something. Uh, Joe uh, Joe yeah. Rogan, a podcast with Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson went off on the whole the whole woke gender dysphoria transphobic uh, yeah. uh, transgender movement. Take a listen. He figured out in the UK that, wow, the rates of 
transgender transformation requests were skyrocketing. And even the people at the clinic knew that they were rushing people along the transformation pipeline way faster than they should have without proper clinical evaluation. There's a thousand lawsuits out against the Tavistock in the UK now. A thousand. Uh, Yeah, out of, I think, 30,000 transition processes. So what is the difference between the way the UK is processing this versus the way we are? Well, we're still where the UK was three or four years ago. We haven't woken up to the fact that, you know, all hell's going to break loose on this front with people like Chloe Cole, you know, launching launching lawsuits. That's the only thing that's ever going to stop this. Lawsuits. Lawsuits, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Or jail sentences. Okay. I mean, he makes no bones yeah. about it. We are we are in treacherous zones. And we're behind Europe, who the academics love to refer to as the enlightened group over there. Well, they've gotten enlightened, and their transgender clinic shut down because they realized they were off the rails. Do you think Attorney General Andrew Bailey and others uh, will begin to turn the tide here, Bob? Where 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 is this thing going? Right. I, I would say there are, um, you know, there are three ways to attack this uh, legislation, litigation and licensure and uh, legislation. Utah has actually banned uh, doing these things um, to minors and uh, other states are much further along. Basically, our our rhino leadership in the Missouri legislature has killed Senator uh, Mike Moon's bill uh, three years in a row. We'll see whether it gets any further this year. Um, you know, uh, litigation, yes, uh, civil lawsuits against these doctors, there's no question that what they're doing is malpractice. I mean, it is just, it is just horrific malpractice, um, especially when things are done without parental consent. And, um, and, and then licensure. I mean, it, it, it is an abuse of one's medical license to uh, do this, uh, this, uh, this, this to children. Um, but, but I would say that uh, that that, uh, that yes, I think it will end. But I don't. I, I don't. I just think that the LGBT movement has gotten so far in the United States, and the American Academy of Pediatrics, for instance, has signed off on. On, on really uh, transitioning kids well before puberty. Um, you know, it's going to be a tough battle, but it will really take a public outcry. And yes, it will take, um, you know, it will ultimately take law enforcement, I believe, uh, to uh, stop these uh, gender ideologues disguised as doctors from doing what they're what what they are uh, doing. Yeah. Well, uh, do no harm is our first dictum. And uh, boy, if this is a bio- lot of yeah. harm at these transgender centers. Yeah. Yes. If this isn't a violation of it. I don't know what is. Bob, I know you've been vocal on this and will continue to be. We will continue to monitor this and hope to uh, have you weigh in on this and other subjects as we move forward in uh, what is becoming an increasingly um, sinister interplay between government, the academy, and what happens at the bedside between doctors and patients. That's, it's it's very frightening. That's right. Yeah. Hey, thanks, we're Bob. We're certainly behind, yeah, we're certainly behind the UK, Finland, <laughs> and Sweden in protecting kids. Yeah. Thank you very thanks much. Thanks very, very much. Great to great to hear your voice again, and uh, l- love listening to you here on your spots on News Talk STL. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you very much. Have a great weekend. All right, you too. Say hi to Allie. Uh, and there's Dr. Bob Onder, and um, I, he laid it out fully. And uh, if you have differences, please let me know. If you uh, would like to weigh in on it, I'd love to know. We'll be back and talk about that and some other crazy goings-on in our woke culture in America 2023. Along with Leah Olmstead, I'm Randy Tobler on The Tobler Show. You're on 101.990. Talk STL. Be right back. 
726 as we roll along here on the Tober program on a Saturday morning. Don't forget Bob Stockdale and Eric Robert uh, on the money right after this program. Great programming all weekend and uh, lots of new uh, programming as well on uh, Saturday evenings, Sunday evenings as well. Um, what's on tap for your programs later today, Leah? I know you produce several programs today. Um, well, later this morning, we have the Bluff City Outdoors oh, show. Yeah. So that's always a fun show. And then this evening, we have definitely Holly. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a fun guest on this week. And then we have Mystic Fix, the psychic, Julia mm. gordon Bramer. Uh, and then later tonight, we have Stories of New Americans with Ron Clutho. Yeah, that's that's inspiring. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. It's great. And then a whole slate uh, tomorrow evening, although I don't know. Tomorrow evening being Super Bowl, with me, people may be listening mm-hmm. to the podcast yeah. on those ones. Yeah. We'll have to see. But if you get tired of watching the woke commercials on the Super Bowl and it's a blowout, you know, and you're passing out from too many Doritos with queso, I don't pass out from too much drinking. I pass out from eating. <laughs> I'm the guy, one or two drinks and I'm done. Like a beer or two, gone. I don't know, it just puts me to sleep. Some people get riled up with drinking, others, you know, but I mean, I go to sleep. So I do the same with eating. I think that's a probably a carbohydrate issue. Um, So at any rate, uh, yeah, lots of great stuff to listen to all day. Now, uh, I didn't know that when I said to my wife the other day, hey, you know what? We could... uh, you know, on our way to church, we could uh, pick up a couple of donuts uh, for, you know, the, the rest of the week. Last Sunday, I said that. And uh, I've got to pick up something at the store and we could do it. Kill two birds with one stone. I didn't know that I was engaging in violent speech, Leah. But you saw a story really? that according to some uh, to some uh, politically correct wokes, uh, words like kill or beat uh, or bite the bullet, uh, jump the gun. They're harmless in their actual meanings, but violence-based in their most literal and reductive interpretations. Wow. Can you believe that? They're suggesting uh, some some, uh, transitions. We're going to pull the trigger. How often have you said that? When are we going to pull the trigger on that? Yeah, exactly. You're engaging in violence talk. (laughs) What's the matter with you? So what should I say instead? We're going to launch. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just doesn't have the same. It doesn't have the same connotation. Uh, how about uh, I'll take a stab at it? Yeah, I'll take a stab at it. Yeah. Like I've never tried this before, but I'll take a stab. But we all know what that means, right? Yeah. No, no, no. I'll take the first pass at it. That now wait a minute. Weird. Wouldn't that be sexist? Because you 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 right you do a pass you take yeah. a pass at someone right so you can't say that unless you're I don't know I mean I, here's another one did we jump the gun did we start too soon is the suggested one yeah uh, kill two birds with one stone <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought this was a joke but this is what they're actually I guess um, what some of them are suggesting. Um, We'll feed two birds with one scone. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's a reach. <laughs> I sort of like that because it's punny. It's okay. Yeah. What's the deadline? Can't use deadline anymore. What's the due date? Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. We have to pick our battles. We have to choose our opportunities. <laughs> oh, I love that. Insta- Remember, the, the word in HR is 
we we've identified Leah. Come yes. in and meet with me. I'm the HR director. We we've identified an opportunity for improvement. Oh gosh! <laughs> Instead of hey Leah, you really goofed up there. Can you get it better next time? Yeah. <laughs> an opportunity for improvement. That's great. Mm. Can you shoot me an email? I, I, this is unbelievable. There are people that actually think that's violence talk. Can you shoot me an email? Can you send me an email? Oh, that was overkill. Instead, that was a bit excessive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. This is just crazy. We Something's got to give here. Uh, till what is it uh, uh, feed two birds with one scone yeah it just doesn't have it just doesn't doesn't cut it yeah it just doesn't cut it um then in another woke story because we are woke destroyers here after all um the church of england now this is interesting i we i know we have some amateur and maybe some professional theologians that listen to the show um pastor types maybe you're a bible study leader maybe you're deeply engaged in Bible study. Story uh, out of Church of England, considering referring to God in non-gendered terms during services. Now, they're considering this. This would break with century tradition, you know, where God is a paternalistic figure. And uh, they would suggest that priests stop using the male pronouns he and him when referring to God in some prayers, or even that they drop the famous phrase, our father, from the start of the Lord's Prayer. Yikes. What, what would you say, our, our gender non-binary creator? That's, that's messed up. <laughs> I, the Reverend Joanna Stobart, a vicar in the Diocese of Guildford, said that some clergy want to refer to God without saying he or him particularly in prayers of forgiveness for sins why well, so what do you say i don't they i they're, they're talking about a more inclusive language in our authorized liturgy they say uh and in authorized absolutions what is this a, a father figure can't forgive or shouldn't forgive it has to be a mother figure or a neutral figure I, this is crazy. Uh, the Bishop of Litchfield said, we've been exploring the use, this is Litchfield without a T, like across the river here in mm -hmm. Illinois, L-I-C-H field. We've been exploring the use of gendered language in relation to God for several years in collaboration with the Faith and Order Commission. Um, and there's a group called <laughs> Gender Justice in the Church of England, the group that advocates gender justice. Um, women and Church. It's called Watch, Women and the Church. Watch, a group that campaigns for gender justice. Wow. Welcomes the start of another project. So uh, this is interesting. I mean, I, they don't really give an alternative. Now, a lot of traditionalists will say this will go too far and fear that proposed introduction is another example of the church attending to boost dwindling congregations because mm -hmm. young people are moving away and young people are woke, of course. And yeah. Because they, they have all the answers when they're young. Don't you have all the answers, don't you, Leah? No. No. Well, a lot of your generation and I think a lot of every young generation thinks they have the answers mm -hmm. and the traditional ways are, are dead and gone and that yeah. was for goat herders 2,000 years ago you know I think that the goat herders 2,000 years ago and um, the people sitting around a, a fire on the savannah in Africa you know a million years ago if you're an old earther or you know if you're a young earther 10,000 mm -hmm. years ago it doesn't matter there's a lot of wisdom from the from the ages and um 
you think about the the current challenges we face with remote work, social media detachment from socialization, the impact on our health, because uh, there is an impact on your mental health, which in turn has a big impact on um, uh, on your physical health. I mean, they're related. And is that any different than times when, uh, you know, because of uh, uh, tyranny and oppression and, and you think of the rise and fall of empires, um, what happened to people that started living in a in a way that was non-productive, that was non-God-pleasing, dare I use that word, that didn't fulfill the tenets of, uh, you know, the Ten Commandments and, and um, uh, grace and salvation and humility and gratitude and all those virtues? And and that's where we are in, a, in now. We're in a humanistic society, and people get offended if you look at them wrong, or if you if they think you look at them wrong. If they didn't like the way you smiled, oh, that was an authentic smile. You, what's what's your problem? You got a problem with me? You smiled at me. I don't. You know, I mean, it's gone crazy. And um, I think that maybe we've gotten. Well, it's that cycle of what happens to societies that are oppressed, tyrannized. I think of our American Revolution. And the tyranny from the king. So you have a revolt. Revolt breeds, revolution breeds freedom, mm-hmm. right? It, it yields freedom. Freedom with a temperance of uh, God-given rules and natural law and natural rights. So God's natural law and rights. Because God is nature, after all, by the creation. Um, and so revolution brings freedom. Freedom brings prosperity. Sadly, prosperity, because of our fallen human nature, brings what? Complacency, apathy. We are a pretty, uh, our abundant society, the, the most abundant and prosperous the planet's ever seen. Look what it's led to. Lassitude. The unemployment rate is low, not so much because everyone's employed, but because there's a lot of people who are able but choose not to be employed. They're not included in that statistic. They've dropped out of the labor force. There's so much money sloshing around as we now veer into the political realm, starting with the COVID-1 and, I mean, CARES-1, CARES-2, then in December of that year, then in April of last year, the, or April of 21, the, uh, the, the uh, American so-called rescue plan. It was a. It was the American recession plan. That's what it was by by piling another one point seven trillion dollars into the economy and then injecting it with another almost a trillion with the infrastructure bill, ongoing debt loan repayment forgiveness and 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 moratorium, moratorium on for a long time under the public health emergency of rent payment. Well, if people don't have obligations and responsibilities, is it any wonder that, again, because of our broken nature, that people won't, well, enough people won't work and won't be productive and won't find the need to seek out um, employment? So that's what I think may be driving some of these wonderful numbers that Joe talked about. Um, But Joe Joe Biden, I, I wanted to mention, it hasn't been mentioned much, but the problem, the biggest problem I had with Joe Biden on Tuesday night was his anger. That guy's an angry dude. And Leah, you've got a clip there from uh, Angry Joe from uh, from the other night. And then we'll then we'll we'll listen to some Sarah Sanders, who is much more much more um, 
beautiful in her speech and her demeanor so much more American. Take a listen to Joe. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one. Did you see the fire in his eyes during that speech? Did you see the finger wagging? The angry demeanor? You know, when you... When you're on defense, and he is on defense, even after that speech, his numbers are still, his approval numbers are just underwater. They're terrible. Uh, between, you know, 50 and 60 percent disapproval and and between 20 and 30 percent approval in some polls, it's not good. Well, I guess all you can do is get angry and scold people when, you know, they're reminding you that you could do a better job. What about those borders, Joe? What about shooting down that Chinese balloon before it gathers intelligence and scares the heck out of everyone as it goes across the 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 United States in a northwest to southeast trajectory over our ICBM missile installations gathering data over Whiteman Air Force Base? gathering data on the b2 force there stationed there and on and on and on our military installations um but then there was sarah sanders and it was good to hear her call joe out for the inept dude that he is sitting in the oval office that's clip six um Sarah really, I think, nailed it with that with that talk. And she's I really am fond of Sarah Sanders. She knows how to communicate. She's a mom, um, a wife, uh, a governor and a spokesman for traditional values. Listen. And while you reap the consequences of their failures, the Biden administration seems more interested in woke fantasies than the hard reality Americans face every day. Most Americans simply want to live their lives in freedom and peace. But we are under attack in a left-wing culture war we didn't start and never wanted to fight. Every day we are told we must partake in their rituals, salute their flags, and worship their false idols. All while big government colludes with big tech to strip away the most American thing there is, your freedom of speech. That's not normal. It's crazy. And it's wrong. She called it what it is. In another clip, she calls him unfit to be the commander in chief because of his ineptitude. He's been a foreign policy failure in many venues. Remember Iraq, his crazy stances then? When we come back, we're going to do uh, Ask Virginia Cruda, among other things, about another thing that uh, that uh, Sarah Sanders maybe said by not saying it. I'll explain what I mean when we come back and talk with Virginia Cruda here on the Randy Tober Show at 740. Thanks for being here. With no clouds in sight. America is great because we are free. But today, our freedom is under attack and the America we love is in danger. President Biden and the Democrats have failed you, and it's time for a change. A new generation of Republican leaders are stepping up, not to be caretakers of the status quo, but to be change makers for the American people. We know not what the future holds, but we know who holds the future in his hands. And with God as our witness, we will show the world that America is still the place where freedom reigns and liberty will never die. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Arkansas governor, in her rebuttal to the State of the Union speech the other night, her closer 
was an interesting one, as was the entire speech. I thought it was stellar. Uh, Virginia Cruda joins us now in Virginia. Thank you for joining me. What? Uh, what's? How do you gauge the, both the State of the Union speech and then Sarah's response? What's your overall uh, reaction? I don't think you could have put more daylight between them if you tried. <laughs> um, they're very, very different. Um, I mean, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I think she did a very good job of both saying that we were going in the wrong direction under this president and making it clear that hope was not lost. She did a very good job of threading that needle because it's, it's very easy to, you know, get sucked into the trap of saying, well, you know, we're going in the wrong direction and everything's bad. You know, it's really easy to, to kind of fall into that trap. Mm-hmm. But I think she did a very good job of, of keeping hope alive while saying, hey, we're doing the wrong thing here. We made a bad choice. We need to fix this. Yeah. And that was the criticism, I think, of uh, of many uh, who were disappointed that there wasn't a tsunami. It was barely a ripple in the 22 election, that uh, mm-hmm. there was too much negativity. And and it's proper to, to make the diagnosis and point out what's wrong with the patient, to use a medical analogy. But certainly you need mm-hmm. to have a prescription. And I agree, her aspirational um um, uh, content as well as the delivery style, I thought was uh, was it provided hope. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Now, I heard Lou Dobbs criticize her on one point, and I hadn't thought of it until I really reprocessed it. And I'm wondering your, mm-hmm. your thought. Dobbs said to Steve Bannon, "Okay, <laughs> Dobbs and Bannon uh, said, uh, you know, Sarah didn't mention Donald Trump's name. That was that was disrespectful." When he, she, she kept mentioning when we went to Iraq in the dark of night with the president, you know, and then she mentioned the new generation of leaders. Do you think she is predicting a rejection or recommending a rejection of Donald Trump uh, for someone different, someone younger when it comes to the 24 election cycle? I think she's leaving the door open. And I think that that was smart because it, it we haven't had the primary yet. We only have one declared candidate in that primary. And I think it's silly to say, okay, well, this is my guy. You know, it's a little early for that because, and and, and maybe that's just because I'm not, I'm not a, a uh, personality voter. I'm an issues voter. And if it comes down to it, and Trump's the candidate, and he's the guy who has the best best platform going into 2024, then that's who I'm going to vote for. But if, if somebody comes along who can do it better, I'm not going to close that off because Trump's my guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not doing that. I think that that's dangerous. Um, I understand the draw of populism, but I don't like the downside of populism at the cost of like, I I don't like this. Well, if you're, if you're not supporting Trump, you're disloyal. No, because I don't owe my allegiance to any president or any person. My allegiance is to my country. Mm -hmm. You know, when I, when I stood up and took an oath, it was to defend my country from all enemies, foreign and domestic to bear true faith and allegiance to (laughs) 
to, to the flag and the Constitution of this United States, not to any particular person, you know, and to suggest that I'm going to write off any other possibility before any possibility is listed for me, I, it's silly. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And I think that Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I think that she probably not mentioning Trump was intentional because I think that it's wise, especially that at this point, to not tie herself to anyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I think that, well, it's just, I think that's stupid. I think yeah. that because, because again, no one who has stood up and taken those oaths has taken those oaths to a particular person. And let's be honest, she's already connected to Donald Trump as the press secretary, right? I mean, so there's already an implicit well, yeah. connection and there. She, she doesn't says, need to double down she, on it. Yeah. Right. When she says that she went to uh, into a war zone with the president, nobody's confused as to which president that was. Well, there's some young skulls full of mush on college campuses that don't know how many senators and, you know, and representatives there are. They may not know, but, you know, I I know what you mean. Um, So let's let me play uh, Donald Trump's um, response to Joe Biden's speech. And I thought it was a more measured response. Wondered what your thoughts are. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Is persecuting his political opponents. His administration is waging war on free speech. They're trying to indoctrinate and mutilate our children. He's leading us to the brink of World War III. And on top of all of that, he's the most corrupt president in American history, and it's not even close. But the good news is we are going to reverse every single crisis, calamity, and disaster that Joe Biden has created. I am running for president to end the destruction of our country and to complete the unfinished business of making America great again. We will make our country better than ever before, and we will always put America first. Thank you. So that's the Trump that got Trump elected in 2016, right? No. No, that that's a more measured Trump than, <laughs> than the Trump that got elected in 2016. Because and, and and I think that that's I think that that's great. And if that was what he was doing, if that was the only thing he was doing, I'd be all for it. The problem is that he is also, you know, he's accusing Joe Biden of waging war against his own country and against and against his political opponents. And and that's true. The problem is Trump is also doing that and the people he's waging war against are Republicans. I couldn't agree more. That's where he you know, went. The, the comments that yep. he's making, yep. the comments he's making, particularly about DeSantis, who hasn't even declared his candidacy yet, yep. Yep. if he's going to. You know, I, I think that the, the number of unforced errors he's making is yep. is unfortunate. He's unhinged. He just can't he can't help himself. I mean, it would be one well, thing to to have policy right. differences or to say, hey, I'm not I disagree with the governor about um, Disney's, uh, you know, special place in in American history and culture right. and Florida. But to, to go after this, the ad hominem, uh, you know, uh, circular firing squad with one man <laughs> being the firer, the, 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 mm-hmm. the, the guy behind the gun, it, uh, it's not helpful. 
Yeah, and and I've said before, you know, I, I there are people saying, well, you know, if there's an ugly primary, then that makes the party weaker going into the next election. I don't think that that's the case. I think that, you know, the how ugly the primary is doesn't really matter so much as whether or and th- this is where I f- I feel like the populism, like the idea of populism, is dangerous. The issue is not whether or not the primary is clean or ugly or Republicans refrain from attacking Republicans. That's not what matters. What matters is whether or not they're able to coalesce after an ugly primary. So, if you're a Trump guy and and somebody like DeSantis wins the primary, or you're a DeSantis guy and Trump wins the primary. Can you then vote for the other guy when it comes to a general election? So the, the and so really the question isn't um, how ugly is the primary or it, you know anything like that. It's are you a Republican? Do you oppose Joe Biden? Because there are too many people at this point who are like, this is my guy. And if my does, my guy doesn't win, then America can just burn. And I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. There are too many people who have fallen into that populist trap. And that's, that's the issue that we have. We didn't, I mean, Republicans didn't lose in 2020 because Biden was a great candidate. Republicans lost because there were too many people who would rather let the country burn than see Trump elected again. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with it. The, the cult of personality. Uh, and it works both ways. can That's work both problem. ways. Absolutely. That's right. And if you get focused on your disdain for certain behavioral characteristics, you lose focus of what might be some net, net, super important a policy and concerns. to be fair yeah. to be fair that may have been what drove trump over the edge in 2016 the number of people who couldn't stand hillary yeah so <laughs> it, i mean it can the cult of personality can help you win and it can help you lose the problem is that when you lose you lose i mean look at what look at what we lost when i know i think to a degree, you know, Joe Biden keeps saying, well, inflation was here when I got here. And you think about the number of checks that Trump wrote during during COVID um, before Joe Biden took office. I think that it is naive to suggest that inflation would not have gone up if Trump had still been president. Right. Because the amount of money that was flooding the system, but Trump was ready to bring it to an end in 2020. Joe Biden was not. Joe Biden is the one who allowed it to go another two years. And that's why we ended up with like 9% inflation year over year for several months, rather than say curbing it at 4% or maybe, you know, I think, I think it's naive to suggest it wouldn't have gone higher than the 1.7 it was when Biden. That's right. And we have to be intellectually honest in making these discussions, but I mean, and and I think that gas prices would have gone up when Russia invaded Ukraine, Sure, but they probably wouldn't have hit 550 in midwestern states 
As always, great analysis. I can't disagree. I can't agree with you more uh, because you're right. And I, while people may disagree that Trump may not be the one and only answer, I think they do need to critically look at the recent history and and what you've just analyzed, yeah. Virginia. Hey, thanks very yeah, much again for your contribution. Answer, but he's a better answer than the one we <laughs> you're got. You're right. You're right. Hey, thanks, Virginia. We look forward to more of your great stuff on the Daily Wire on News Talk STL, both on the website and on air. Thanks, Virginia. Enjoy the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) All right, there she is, Virginia Curta. (laughs) When we come back, Dakota Wood, who along with Jim Tallon will be headlining the Defending America coming up in March. We'll talk about that and where we're at with China security. Stay tuned. Who builds a boat?